0: everybody. Welcome to The Dark Weeb um, with your hosts, Cody Ziegler and Brody Reed. What's ah, up?
1: Still gets me every time. I love the rhyme. <laughs> yeah. I'm good, man. Uh, I'm uh, First of all, life is good. Life is great. Life is great. God is good. Just yeah, can't believe uh, God. Uh, we look like at guy. Won't he do it? I'm. Um, <laughs> I, I. I can't lie. I am super stoked for this particular episode because, mm-hmm. uh, as we mentioned in our first episode, we dropped how much I loved Final Fantasy VII.
0: Yeah, I uh, kind of surprised you with this one last night. I texted you. I was like, "We're doing a podcast tomorrow. It's about Final Fantasy VII." <laughs> yeah,
1: and I got super stoked. I was the only thing that made me bummed out was that. I rebought Final Fantasy VII for the on the PS3 store when I had a PS3, uh-huh. and my PS3 is back in North Carolina, so I couldn't like replay. That's okay, like, dude. just to get back into it.
0: They got it on literally everything. Oh, it's so fun. Uh, it's, uh, don't even trip. Uh, um, let's get right into it because we have so much to talk about. Yes, I ran into uh, a friend of mine at a party last night. He started talking to me about a recent project of his, and I was so excited to have him on. Please welcome Arthur Maybach.
2: I'm so excited to be here, guys. <laughs> My God,
0: Arthur, you are a super Final Fantasy VII fan, as I'm sure many of our listeners are. Yeah, but you are a super, I'm super, a super fan. fan.
2: I think I'm such a fan that it's. Almost like distorted at this point. It's like <laughs> I'm, I'm like you know. It's like making a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. I don't even know if I'm a fan of the game of, anymore. Like what?
0: you were telling me that you're going to a concert. Oh yes, soon?
2: yeah, at the Adobe Theater, uh, which is located on Hollywood in Highland, on June. 9th, mm-hmm. they will be performing the first ever symphonic concert dedicated exclusively to the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack. Oh, oh that
1: sounds so fucking awesome. Uh, quick I'm going to r- get you tickets. Amendment, no, not
2: the first ever, the first ever officially licensed. There was one in Japan mm-hmm. in 2015 performed by... Um, Game Symphony Japan and missing that concert and not going to Japan to see that concert (laughs) (laughs) is something that I will regret on my deathbed.
1: I, man, I understand, dude. (laughs) I I, I will say, I mean, I think a lot of the Final Fantasy games are known for their soundtrack, but like, Mm -hmm. I remember playing that when it dropped and like, I still. I still have thoughts of I think it's underneath the rotting pizza is like mm-hmm. one yes. of their one of their their songs and like I still know the beats for that song, even though it's been almost fifteen, twenty years. I'll
2: play. be honest, but I da forgot da da how da good da. Da. That soundtrack. It's this that bass line. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: I play a lot of JRPGs. I'm playing one right now, which um, I like a lot. I'm playing uh, Trails of Cold Steel. And um, the sound on that RPG is... Pretty standard fare, I got to mm-hmm. say. It's not bad at all. Yeah. It's a little catchy, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of like middle of the road. Um, kind of like, not, it doesn't really stick with me. And I listen, you know, we just listened to a clip from Final Fantasy 7. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't even remember the songs, but this whole thing
1: slapped. I want yeah, yeah. this on Spotify. Sometimes like, every now and then I'll go to YouTube because they have, playlist mm-hmm. of like just Final Fantasy mm-hmm. songs. And Final Fantasy 7 soundtrack and I'll just put it on and like listen to a And
0: these like, are middies. Yeah. Yeah. These yeah, are yeah. middies. Yeah. And they're so
1: good. Have did you play Final Fantasy 7? Were you
0: uh, I, I played Final Fantasy 7. I played it um when I was a little older. I think I was maybe like fourteen or fifteen the first time I played it. Mm. I That's I a good age. I, yeah I, I um it was kind of it, I consider overhyped for me. Mm. Um and like the actual experience of playing the game is it's it's, it's very hard to describe because mm. it just the atmosphere
1: and it is it, it just feels so good. Yeah, yeah. I, that was the first RPG that I remember playing. Me uh, too. I think I, I think I got it in like seventh grade. Uh huh. Oh, me too. Oh hell yeah! See, I'm already with this, my S- man. S- S- seventh
2: <laughs> grade. Seventh Final Fantasy. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, I was in these streets playing, and I remember like that was the first game I played where like. I was, like, I found myself being, like, oh, I I like this character. Like, I'm going to always keep this character in my party, like, because that was also the first game that I played where you could have party members. Which which one? Uh, for, well, obviously Cloud because he's like the leader. But like mm-hmm. I would always have. You uh, can't even
0: take him out. Is that yeah, right? there's only
1: a couple sequences where you're not <laughs> playing with Cloud. But I would always have Barrett because like I just thought it was cool having like a machine gun for an arm. Mm-hmm. And then I would always trade in either Sid because I loved uh, mm-hmm. a, that he had like a uh, he would call in like uh the, the airship for air like ship. a secret move. Mm-hmm. Or I'd have in um, Cat Sith. Cat like, Sith. it was funny for having sure. a cat on the side of a giant mogul. It was really funny <laughs> to me. Yeah, do
2: <laughs> you know that the the pedantic um, humorless Final Fantasy 7 fans will say <laughs> it's not pr- it's pronounced Ketchi oh yeah there we what? go yeah. yeah get out of here uh, yeah get out of here I, yeah. I, I, I that's call him I call him yeah, yeah
0: that's genuinely very stupid if anyone corrects you on for example people will say Eris instead of aerith like Japanese doesn't work that way Japanese <laughs> literally care. shut up yeah. Japanese doesn't care hey <laughs> Wait, let
2: me tell you something about the uh, STH debate Okay, (laughs) first of all, (laughs) they say they mistranslated the name. You can't mistranslate a name because it's a name. Why is Deutschland called Germany? Why is Nippon called Japan? Mm-hmm. Why is uh, Jesus, uh, why is Yeshua called Jesus? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. We say things the way we see them, and the, f- the first way we say it is mm-hmm. what sticks. Why would you want to wreck something that people have already developed an emotional attachment to for the sake of correctness when there's no such thing as a correct name? Drag mm-hmm. him king.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's just a name. Uh, so, how, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off already, but I'm so stoked. For no, no, guys. no. Uh, how, how, I was just telling Brody this before we started recording. Like, this Final Fantasy VII was the first game I played where I had multiple saves for it. And I had multiple saves that hit like the 99.99 on the timer. So I was how deep did you get into replaying Final Fantasy VII when it dropped?
2: Uh, replaying? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I guess this is where <laughs> I let's got get it. into it. This is kind of where I got to out myself. Yeah, let's Uh-oh. do it. My relationship with Final Fantasy VII, especially of late, has been very difficult um, <laughs> because. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So you mentioned I was working on a project. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The project is is that I am adapting the story of the game into a an audio drama, as they call it, or as I prefer, audio adventure. <laughs> and it's a, um, I'm rewriting the script. I, my dream was to write the Final Fantasy VII animated adaptation, but that just wasn't within my grasp. So I love these audio dramas. Mm-hmm. So I, and it, they're very easy to produce, and it seemed like it was within, it was doable, so I You're went with You're good that.
0: at producing them, too.
2: Yeah, I, and I like the, the connection between words and sound and music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just made sense to me. So I've been rewriting it. And I, Final Fantasy VII is rich for adaptation in a purely narrative form. Mm-hmm because the script is so res- low res it's a low res photograph of the script.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen um, if, if you're a Final Fantasy VII fan listening to this, you've probably seen the Kotaku series um, lost in translation or as it's yeah. now oh, called yeah, yeah. Let's Mosey, where uh, Tim Ronders uh, you know looks at the Japanese script and how it was translated um, to English and they kind of did a pretty horrible job uh, localizing it yes. and for, for many reasons, Time crunch reasons. Um, There's one
2: guy doing it by probably himself. didn't even see the game when he translated it. You no, know, he's working off a spreadsheet in mm-hmm. Excel. And look, the translation is bad. I, I agree with you that, but I, that does not explain all the bad things about the script. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it's not even bad. It's just, it's just, it's, it's impressionistic, like mm-hmm. a Monet painting. Mm-hmm. You don't, <laughs> you, you got to squint at the, at the writing for it to make sense. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at it in great detail, as I have in the adaptation process, I hit a plot hole roughly every two pages. That seems unfixable, and somehow I <laughs> managed to fix it. I'll give you. And not only are there plot holes, and I'm not a realism monger by any means. I'm mm-hmm. like, how could you survive that fall? There's no sound in space. I'm not like that. When I plot holes to me, the ones that need fixing are like, okay, why? It, it like where was this character during that time? Like they just vanished. Right. Like, stuff oh, yeah, like yeah. that. Or like they were just standing there while like while this was happening. Like um, I'll give you an example of a grievous, egregious (laughs) plot hole of Final (laughs) Fantasy VII. In the so first of all, the character, the villains are. Dick, stupid. <laughs> Shinra makes no sense. <laughs> the very first plot hole I dealt with in my script, or whatever you want to call it, and I don't fix plot holes just to be correct or to be realistic. I fix them because I see a, missed, uh, I see a narrative opportunity to fill in some, to create new, more storytelling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the only reason why I do experience. it. A richer experience. A richer experience. So the first one is, in the game, after the first reactor bombing, Cloud jumps onto a moving train to escape from the soldiers, right? Mm-hmm. Very memorable scene. Very cool. The question I had was, okay, imagine if, you know, these are terrorists. Imagine if Bin Laden jumped on a moving train. Like, <laughs> you can't get me, you know, America, army guys. I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> they would stop the train. It would stop the train, right? <laughs> and I could. I, I, and maybe I'll, I'll play a, a, a scene from this for the. We'll, we'll see if we have time. Uh-huh. But um, the way it goes is. Um, It cuts to the Shinra. And the other cool thing about adapting it from a game into a narrative thing is that in a game, you can only stay with your character. With this narrative thing, I can jump from... You know what's going on at Shinra headquarters right now? How are they taking this? Like, mm-hmm. they can jump around, and so it cuts to Shinra headquarters. And they're like, He jumped on the train. He's like, Well, stop. This is my present Shinra voice. <laughs> well, stop the damn train. <laughs> <laughs> they bombed our reactors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and oh, and get this uh-huh. when maybe I should just play it. I don't know. Let's, um, let's, yeah, let's get into I'm just, it. I'm just yeah. describing it. I think like it would take longer to describe than it would. Yeah, ever we
0: be. should preface this is kind of an alpha version of this thing that you're working on you've been working on it for how long now 6 months 6 months now wow i haven't seen you in 6 months so that makes what? sense uh i love that you just you 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 do passion projects like no one i know
2: yeah
0: um and you you haven't cast everyone yet uh, no, I've, so cast all the voices no are yours you, all you the voices have cast are no mine. one <laughs>
2: I've learned, I've become a so better far, actor. Yeah. I think I should, I could be an anime voice voice actor, I think. Dude, I've, after I've this, learned. if
0: you don't get work, I, I, I will be very yeah. surprised. Where is
2: the reactor? <laughs> <laughs> Avalanche.
0: Um, so we're just, let's just listen to a clip. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably listen to a couple it's of them. Sh-
2: yeah, this is the, um. this is, uh. so in the scene, in the game, there's that funny scene where Cloud, they're like, where did Cloud go? And he like kind of flips through the train door and he's like, there you are. And Barrett's like, always oh, got to be waltzing and making a big scene. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So this is my version of that. Okay. Uh, he says, um, oh, wrong scene. <laughs> Here we go. What do you think happened to Cloud? Who knows? guy like that? Can't trust him for nothing. You know, what if he gets caught? You think he'd rat on us? Come on, he's not a rat. Well, what are you now, a mind reader? <laughs> we were running for our lives back there. He turned around to save me. I would have saved you. <laughs> he was just closer. I know you would. I'm just saying, people like that don't throw you under the bus. Unless he's pulling a long con. Maybe he's been working for Shinra this whole time, make you trust him. Then, when you least expect it, bam! That's when they stab you in the back. Ah, uh, don't you think you're being a little... <laughs> oh! His sword stabs through the roof of a train car. With four crossed slashes, it carves out a square. ...dropping him neatly on his feet. Hold it right there! Uh... What's going on? You tell me! You're the one busting in here swinging that sword around! You got two seconds to explain yourself! I got locked out. Hmm. Barrett lowers his gun arm. So <laughs> it's like that, huh? <laughs> Gotta be waltzing in, making a big scene. <laughs> yeah, okay. Look, we have to find a way off this train. Before the next stop. Wait, what? What the hell are you talking about? I got cornered by Shinra's soldiers. They saw me get on board. You little bitch! <laughs> <laughs> you got caught and couldn't take it like a man. Had to take us down with you. Barrett, listen. Don't you get it? They saw him get on the train. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna flag us down. Okay. I need everybody to listen to me very carefully. One, one more minute. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Heidegger grins and snaps his phone shut. We have a fugitive suspect hopped on a train out of Sector (laughs) 8. So then catch the damn train. Yes, sir. We're tracking it now. Next stop is Sector 4, Civic Plaza. I have a garrison of troops there and every other station in the city. There is no escape. (laughs) (laughs) Sector 4, Civic Plaza train station. Generous soldiers flood the area. Panicked civilians pour out in a stampede. Attention, citizens. This is not a drill. Evacuate the premises in a calm and orderly fashion. Repeat. Quit the area! Go! Riflemen stand at the ready, their weapons aimed at the empty boarding platform. Copy, bravo. Helpless Delta, report. <laughs> this is Team Delta, in position. Copy, Delta. Target incoming in five, four, three, two, one. This is Team Delta. No sign of target. Alpha to Delta, are you sure? Uh, Delta to Alpha, yeah, I'm sure. Alpha to Delta, that's not possible. (laughs) Delta to Alpha... That's so, why that so funny. So yeah, you had that. That's that was that's how I dealt with the train. I never, I didn't explain. So what happened was Jesse, who's the computer hacker tech whiz mm-hmm. of Avalanche, she um, she um, hacked the train system to send a false positive to the motion sensors on the blue line and uh, a false negative to the motion sensors on the green line. So when they were tracking the train, they thought that. Um, she chose um, Reactor 1 as their target because the train station by Reactor 1 mm-hmm. uh, has a three-way junction that splits off. Where she, so sh- the train could go off on the blue line and then she could send the false signal on the other line so that Shinra thinks they're going to Sector 4 and they're actually going to Sector 7. You know what's right now? I like, remember Duh.
1: that. I, 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 <laughs> isn't there a bit where you have to like trip the different sensors like later yeah. on in the game yeah I remember that like I remember I, it's uh, yeah <laughs> I, I'm, I'm 100% into this shit do you understand there. why I had to have oh, yes, it on the podcast yes I'm so, so into this so I
2: solved that plot hole and get on. Oh, here's the other cool part they get you know the abandoned train graveyard in sector 7 yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so their destination is sector 7 but they're terrorists so they don't want to get off at a crowded train station so in addition to um, fooling the motion sensors Jesse used her hack to tell the system that the train they were on was being decommissioned so it was being sent to the jungle Junkyard in Sector 7, the train graveyard mm-hmm. so they can get off at an abandoned junkyard where there's no eyewitnesses and they can have the train empty to themselves with no witnesses because the train is being marked as decommissioned.
0: If you're thinking this much about you know one part of the story, I
1: cannot wait to see five the whole hours. Five yeah. hours. Are you gonna? Are this. You, so I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm so giddy right now. Did, did you? Um. So did you cover the entire story in the five hours, or did you just yeah. like we're just it, in Midgar for so this it, f- it, five it, hours? The very
2: last scene is them stepping out onto the world map,
1: Ooh. viewing
2: the open skies ahead. Infinite possibilities of adventure oh. await. Roll credits. You know what's funny? Oh, wow. I
1: feel like it took me about five hours to get. Out of the first, mm-hmm.
2: it, yeah, it actually roughly corresponds to the playtime. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> if you line it up, <laughs> if you press, start, I was thinking,
1: yeah, <laughs> you press start as soon as like you get off the train. Yeah, just pretend
0: that you're watching, you're listening to this better version. Yeah,
1: I have a question now, knowing that you did all the voices for the characters, at least for in this alpha version. One, I have two questions. One, what was your favorite character to do?
2: Oh, that's easy. So, oh my God, I playing eris's mother elmira <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was not the answer i thought you were gonna give i'm so stuck <laughs> for that i'm oh, sorry so so uh, uh, um, how did you find so this is your favorite character is eris's mother no 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 that's my favorite, favorite character, character to, play, to play to play to the voice right uh, uh when you so you're like actually giving some like you're actually acting with these characters yes like which one was the most difficult to like find a voice for
2: um, uh, for being honest, the, uh, Mookie, who is the gay guy who forces Cod to take a hot tub bath with yeah. him and Honey Bean.
0: Without making it offensive? Without or... making,
2: not, even, 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 d- uh-huh. even with offensiveness on the table, I uh-huh. still couldn't f- find a good voice for him. I hear ya. Yeah. <laughs> I came up with this, like, hey, I'm Mookie, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't really yeah. work. It, 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 it was very hard. Hey,
1: I I respect it. He's just a guy from, uh, you know, from the Upper East Side, came down to uh, (laughs) take some some jacuzzi with my boy Cloud.
2: And uh, I um, also, so in the game, Cloud, Mookie forces Cloud to take a a, a homoerotic jacuzzi with him and, like, eight other muscly gay men. Mm -hmm. And so we're all anime fans here. We know that... um, the perception of gay people in Japan in the 90s is very unique. They use them
0: for comic relief. Yeah, even, yeah. even today, it's a, they're a little behind the times a bit. I love but at the same time, it's not super malicious. No. Which is good, but, you know, it's still it's still a little.
2: To me, it's not offensive because their stereotypes are different from ours. So they're just mm-hmm. like funny and weird. Like in Japan, as far as I can tell the gay stereotype is, our gay stereotype is like, ooh, swishy, like, I like Broadway musicals. In Japan, it's like, I have big muscles, I like to lift weights. <laughs> I mean, that's the gay stereotype in Japan, right?
0: <laughs> What's that one video game where it's
1: just a bunch of muscly men
2: oh,
0: running Cho down Anarchy. the corridor?
1: Like show Anarchy. Yeah. yeah, it's like a shooter You're like, uh, yeah. which are mostly dudes, yeah.
2: They shoot from a hole in the top of their bald heads <laughs> which makes their heads look like the glands of a penis. Oh, <laughs> I
0: was talking about a different one where you just, pl- it's like a rhythm game where like a, a Row of muscly dudes walk down a corridor and you're and you have to like pose to go through certain doors or not. Yeah, that sounds hilarious. It's
1: it's just as weird. <laughs> Listeners, uh, at us please with that with that game title if you happen to know. Yeah. Email on. us at uh at gmail. Yeah. I, I desperately want to track down some YouTube videos for that. So uh, I have a question. Do you cover like encounters do you cover like boss fights and stuff boss you know,
2: fights those? absolutely all the bosses are there <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right so how do you tackle that like what's the process for like um, like the first one the uh, the scorpion boss you fight
2: scorpion boss um i could just uh But I mean, I could again. I could. I'll listen to it. Playing it will be. I'm not going to not be
1: enjoying it. So (laughs) please. I'm
2: sure
0: our listeners are super jazzed about (laughs) this at this point.
2: (laughs) Uh, I hope this is like the right version, Uh and it's not. It has all the sound effects. So when do you expect
0: um, to? I I mean, we'll get into this later. But when do you actually expect to be done, in your opinion? I mean. Okay,
2: so I I, I've written it pretty much written the whole thing, Mm -hmm. but. I can't just write it. I have to record it to make sure that the writing, what works on paper, works mm-hmm. in my ears. Once then, it works in my ears, mm-hmm. then I can get actors.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I have the first episode. It's a long journey. Episode one, 30 minutes long. I'm pretty much done mm-hmm. with a few adjustments. Hopefully, I, I'm replaying. I don't have any tracks of dialogue missing on this version of the scorpion fight, but I, I'm going to give you a little taste. We don't have time for the whole thing. It no taste is all we need. Its balance on the remaining seven. Oh, but how about right okay. here? enough to okay. distract it while Cloud shoves his sword into the soft flexures between its armor plating, shearing off one of eight arachnoid legs. D and yes. It wobbles briefly, calibrating its balance on the remaining seven. <laughs> Cloud and Barrett use the moment to escape. They make it halfway up the stairs when the scorpion fires its yeah. tail legs, <laughs> slicing through the metal steps and railing. Whoa! <laughs> Cloud catches Barrett before he falls his twiggy arm straining to lift 300 pounds of muscle and <laughs> a The scorpion skitters after them of a mako well. Green spurts with every stabbing foot forward. Enough of this bullshit! Barrett loads a rocket into his gun arm, takes aim, fires. The scorpion falls to the ground, a smoking hole where its head used to be. You had that this entire time. <laughs> Only got one, had to make it count. It's a good joke, come man. on, let's go. There's <laughs> a couple good jokes in yeah. here. Over here! Where's Biggs and Wedge? Across the bridge, come on. emergency repair mode. The headless scorpion <laughs> rises to its feet, clambers up the reactor walls, and leaps onto the bridge. Cloud, Barrett, and Jesse run. She catches her ankle and falls. (gasps) JESSE! Cloud turns back to help her, the scorpion raising its tail to strike. The bomb detonates. Cloud and Jesse barely clear the falling bridge. The scorpion plummets into the reactor below. Avalanche escapes into a nearby access tunnel, and a chain of explosions reaches the reactor core. So that's how that's how we're gonna handle. That was the last
0: Jedi moment, right there. Yeah, that was so (laughs) fucking dope.
2: So a big part of this is writing. It's not just writing the dialogue, but it's uh, the words. But it's writing the words. To match the rhythm of the music. Of course. Mm-hmm. It's like, dun, 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 reaches the reactor core, <coughs> silence. <laughs> Kaboom. So, Arthur,
0: I'm extremely impressed. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, and to me, it's almost like writing a Broadway musical without the singing. Mm-hmm. It's just like spoken word musical almost. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I strive so hard for it's a teleplay. Every, yeah, for every piece of dialogue has to match what the music is doing if the music gets fast then the, then the, the action has to get fast mm-hmm. music, and that's really hard mm-hmm. like there are parts where it's like okay
0: you're writing and directing this thing.
2: Yeah, I've said everything I need to say, but the music is not done going yet, so I have to come up with more to say. <laughs> I have to get it timed up, lined up just right, so when the song ends, the reactor blows up. <laughs> this
1: it's is crazy. already my favorite podcast. Yeah, this is. I love this episode so much because I love, one, it's an easy hit for me because I love Final Fantasy of course. 7, but I love how much effort and how much of a shit you give about it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it, it could be like, oh, I'm just going to make this thing and no one even gives a shit about it, but like, Caring about like actually writing the dialogue, like putting in sound effects, like re um, rewriting uh, the the script to like work with what you're doing, like what like you're saying, like Mm -hmm. caring about how the beats hit in a Mm -hmm. song, like that's. Uh, It takes dedication, also, like, it takes an actual vision. This is,
0: like, something I would think about doing, and then just, like, I could not imagine doing it myself at all. I'd be like, this is 10 years from now when I own a production company and have people working for me. (laughs) That's how I
2: used to think, you know? Uh Uh-huh, I hear ya. But I just had this, like, I had this, like, fucking revelation. Yeah, man. Where I was just like, I'm not happy with my life right now, Mm -hmm. what do I need? And I'm like, stop waiting to follow your... I've been wanting to do this for about, like for a long, many many years. Mm-hmm. And it's just been not, you know, I don't I can't do it yet. I don't have the resources. Mm-hmm. And I was just like fuck it. Like I only live once. I'm going to do it now. Hell yeah. And I've I've saved I've set aside some money for my own personal savings. Great. a, a decent amount uh-huh. for a budget, but it's not probably enough to realize my vision, but we're getting there. Mm-hmm. And um I mean
0: we we will tell our listeners to donate <laughs> yeah, to yeah. anything that you have. Yeah,
2: legally that might be a thing. So uh, <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll we'll just make a we'll just uh, I don't know we'll, we'll do like we'll a it. they
2: can fund we'll, me. They, they legally they can't fund the, the uh, fan projects because it's yeah a, exactly not for, it's a non for profit. Uh, work of fan fiction or whatever. We'll
0: record a thing later and then stitch it in or they can vent. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> you can, yeah. You can
2: fund, you can buy, you can fund my lifestyle, you yeah. can, you can, <laughs> but you can't fund my art. <laughs> because this is a, this is a non- I want to put that on a
0: bumper sticker right there. <laughs> yeah. Let's make, let's start making t-shirts immediately. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> for making the merch. my lifestyle So yeah. you can't Hidden fund here. my art.
2: <laughs> so, uh, I love, like you asked, who did I love playing? Eris's mother. That mm-hmm. was such an emotional experience.
0: Who's your favorite character just in
2: the game? Eris cool and remember yeah. when I said I had a very difficult relationship with Final Fantasy 7 yeah. yeah well that's why <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> because you can't you can't bring her back this is your way of bringing your yeah, back
2: yeah <laughs> I I think I I you know I'm gonna cry but um, <laughs> I um.
0: it's literally okay to cry I,
2: <laughs> I, I so I could I, I, I was able Eris the video game character I, I could I took me many years to get over but I finally mm-hmm. got over it um plunging myself into this experience, deconstructing the story atom mm-hmm. by atom, mm-hmm. you know, beat by beat, finding every single plot hole. Pl- and it's not just plot holes I'm fixing, by the way. There are so many missed dramatic opportunities. Mm-hmm. There are. And and the characters are often oftentimes the writers don't consider things from the character's perspective. If they can cons- they write it almost from the player's perspective. Right.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I'll
2: give you an example. When you get caught in Shinner Tower and you're put in a prison cell, the characters are like. Oh, this is boring. Wonder how long it'll be till we get out of here. Yeah. That's the player talking. That's not the characters talking. You know what the characters say in my version when they get caught? by Mm -hmm. the bad guys and thrown in jail we're gonna get executed
0: who's gonna raise my daughter who's gonna raise
2: my daughter that's how they should talk this Mm -hmm. is a fucking drama yeah (laughs) the people who wrote this god bless them but they are not writers (laughs) 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 and and these misdramatic opportunities anyway by when you really plumb the human depths of Mm -hmm. emotion and Mm -hmm. get down to it I feel like she shouldn't have been killed I feel like that Mm -hmm. was a hack move there there should be some kind That's of really opportunity to bring her back. Yeah. And this is
0: a good opportunity to talk about the remake that they're making. I, oh yeah. I, I How do you guys it. feel about that? I don't want it to come out. I hear ya.
1: I'm a,
2: I'm How do you. I'm I'm I just
1: want any opportunity to play another version I'm with it.
2: I
0: am um, I I like the idea of them making a remake but I do not like the idea that it is a j- action JRPG. I love it's 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 so many people's favorite RPG. It's what yeah. got them into JRPGs mm-hmm. and then to make that into like a little kingdom hearts thing to try and get as much money out of yeah. it as possible. Yeah. I, I am yeah. 100% against. I really want to I mean I'll play it anyway. Yeah. Don't get me wrong.
2: I don't want to play a I don't think Final Fantasy 7 should be remade. If you're gonna right. don't don't remake it, adapt it like I'm doing, mm. make it into something that's not a game. We already have a game.
0: I'd rather see like an HD, or like mm. remastering of yeah. it, than I would, and maybe like a rewriting of it, of course. Yeah. Uh, rather than see um, like a whole new game um, where you, you you it's not even a turn based system. Um, yeah,
1: I, that did bone me out a little bit because I do have fun memories of being like, all right, I'm in a bit of a jam. How am I going to set up to like? Like, how can I set up the Mr. strategic move in this? Mm-hmm. Uh, I am curious to know, you mentioned adaptations. Like, what did, did you guys think of the Final Fantasy movies, uh, the Final Fantasy VII film?
2: I hate everything Final, F- to me, Final, Final Fantasy To Fa- me, Final Fantasy VII, VII is mm-hmm. three discs in your imagination, as far as oh, I'm right. concerned. Uh-huh. I, everything they made, I'm going to just read this. I came across this mm-hmm. quote the other day. Uh, I'm going to just read it real quick. Quick, if I can find it. Um, yeah, knock yourself out. It's basically it was it was just a description of one of the plot. I've never played this game. It's called Crisis Core. It's a Final Fantasy Seven prequel.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for the PSP. PSP. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and just one of the. Um, I was just reading like a wiki summary of the plot, and I couldn't. It was. just I roughly know what happens, but I never played it, so I'm always amazed when I. Okay, here's story: Crisis Core, Final Fantasy Seven. A Galnica bombs Benora village after Zack Fair and Sung discover its apple juice factory has been taken over by Genesis Rhapsodos. <laughs> <laughs> These are, I don't want. The- <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: I played the I played Final Fantasy VII. I don't understand what, what, what anything that you just said. This. This,
2: <laughs> is, this is from the prequel they made that uh-huh. all the that all the starring Zach or something. All the, oh, all the tweens love it. Yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I I I can't get on board. I don't want. Apple juice factory. I don't want the people who wrote that to be rewriting Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven.
0: No, I mean God bless uh Squaresoft for everything that they've given us in the past, but like Square Soft. Square Soft. Um, but them as a company like Square Enix, I don't know if that's because of it, but like they've really gone down the tubes for me. I mean, like, I, we're all square boys in our hearts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the last uh Final Fantasy game I ever really even loved was Final Fantasy Ten. I'll put that on yeah.
2: the record. Last Squaresoft game. Game, right?
0: Um, I, th- then, I'm not, uh, yeah, I think it would, there was scores
2: Then off. Square Enix comes along and they're like, Hey, let's make Final Fantasy X 2 except mm-hmm.
0: it's Hannah Montana. And I, and ironically, <laughs> like I loved Enix games, um, by their own. My very first, uh JRPG I was trying to think of about what it was I mm. think it might have been Star Ocean second story mm. and that is not a game that, that should introduce anyone to anything that yeah. is a that is a pretty complicated in terms of themes and mechanics but like that's what got me into it and then mm-hmm. I got I played like games like Legend of Dragoon which also came out oh, yeah, the yeah. same time uh Final Fantasy 7 did but mm-hmm. was like a, a completely different game I think yeah. um uh but in 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 many ways was similar. So like my love for JRPGs like kind of like circled around back to uh, this game, which is so influential. The first uh, big PS one JRPG.
1: Yeah, for for me it's sort of the same thing. Where like, well, I it had the opposite trajectory. Where like, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII was the first JRPG that I remember playing, and then retroactively I got into to like like uh, Chrono Trigger and like Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. I guess. I guess it was three here, but it was like six. That's a great one. Yeah, like all of, like the two D sprite animations, like I love those. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, Final Fantasy VI is a banger. Final Fantasy V, I have a soft spot for. Um, seven, eight, nine, they're all great. I would love to see a remaster of uh, eight. I think I, we all uh, would.
1: I uh, yeah, I eight, I got to the very last boss, and then I just did. I think I got like a Dreamcast from Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> and I never went yeah. back to it. But I remember loving that one because I think it was the first. It was like. The future, so you had like a spaceship that could fly. I think you go to space at some point, and like I don't even remember. I remember there were gardens that uh, gardens
2: yeah. with, with seeds. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Plant the seeds in the gardens, and then they <laughs> kill people because they're <laughs> child soldiers. It's very <laughs> weird. I don't know. I I used to like all the other Final Fantasies, but t- Seven I, is. I,
0: I understand how you
2: said it earlier in the uh-huh. podcast. Only you could be so obsessive as to do this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Obs- part of obsession is f- is focusing on one thing only.
0: Mm-hmm. So over
2: time, my obsession has just narrowed down and narrowed down and narrowed down. Mm-hmm. So just this it's all i have left. <laughs> all, all those other games are just memories of youth. <laughs> I mean i think
0: i think we can all uh confirm that this obsession has you know blossomed to something much more. It's like it's not just something that has consumed you but it's something that you are um it's it's turning into something that you are about to put out into the world Hopefully. for these fans. Like Hopefully yeah. I mean there's a lot of people who are excited about um the new Final Fantasy remake coming yeah. out there are people who aren't excited about it but um that venn diagram of people contains um people who love final fantasy 7 and i can't think of anyone who would not who is a huge fan of final fantasy 7 and wouldn't want to listen to this my drama. my
2: opinions are wildly unpopular with the final <laughs> fantasy 7 community
0: oh let's get into it yeah i, I think we're I, already here I,
2: I have to back up when i said Aerith should not have been killed i immediately just like 99% of the fandom just turned against me after I said that. I felt it. <laughs> and I, I
0: don't f- think so. I think a lot of people want to bring it back. It was
2: beautiful. It was poignant. You can't change it. It defeats the whole purpose mm-hmm. of the meaning. Other than, and um, look, I get it. I, I, I won't change it in my project if I ever get that far, which I won't. <laughs> <laughs> five hours is asking a lot. But,
0: uh, I just assumed that you'd be doing the whole game in five hours. But now that I'm hearing these clips, I'm like, wow, that would, how, how long would that be? Would that be 20 hours?
2: It'd probably be in the, to finish the whole game would be on the 15? ballpark 60, about 60.
1: Yeah, hours. that seems very right, Holy that, shit. <laughs> I feel like I got to like the third disc around like 40, 50 hours. Yeah.
2: Wow. I do have to explain my stance on Aerith's Not Being Killed because that's like super controversial. Yeah, so it. Yes. I have to. I have to explain it. I think I get that I used to, as time went on and I got over it and I moved on to real life and forgot about Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, I looked back on it and be like, yeah, that really made me feel strong emotions. I was able to objectify my emotional response and look at it almost, you know, from, from a distance. But as I get into it and I write these characters and they become real people to me, it hurts again. It actually hurts more than Aww. it hurt playing originally. And. <laughs> So I'm biased, but it's not, Uh I'm not making this claim based on my own feeling, hurt feelings. I'm Uh making it based from a writing perspective. I think it could be done correctly. I don't think they did it correctly. I Mm -hmm. think what they did was that their stated goal that they sent in interviews is they wanted to hurt the player and make them feel grief. That was their goal. Hmm. Um, And they did. (laughs) (laughs) They hurt me. (laughs) But once they created that hurt, they. They couldn't put the genie back in the bottle with like they tried to do like okay snowboarding mini game now okay <laughs> Let's forget about her now it's like you ripped my heart out and you don't even have a plan for what to do with it You're just going to expect me to sit here with a bleeding cavity in my chest and ask me to care to give a shit about Cloud. you know oh he wasn't in first class soldier after all mm-hmm. I don't give a shit does that mean anything next to Harris's fucking life I mean, the rest of the game, they're like, you can't bring airs back because the whole story depends on it. What, like, what about chasing a submarine to get a magic rock depends on her not being there? <laughs> I
1: forgot about that segment.
2: It, it's a com- like the game. It's like, okay, we got our little, we got our little tears, we got our feels. Mm-hmm. Now let's just sweep it under the rug and forget about it and reference it every now and then. That's why I think it was a bad move. It about d-
0: how far into the game does that happen? Like eighty percent or something? Uh, Half. No,
1: yeah. Half? It, yeah. It's- I want to say it's pretty early on because I feel like that happens and then you go to like the second disc, right? Or something Everything like that. that happens yeah. after that is honestly a blur. Yeah. I, uh, for me. I just have, I mean, it's been so long since I played it, but like it are snapshots of that. But thinking about it now, there is this sort of like, you guys heard sort of the term fridging? Fridging. Um, yes. It does, there is an element of like woman refrigerator with Varys with yeah. dying. Now that I'm older and thinking about it, we're like, she does die just to drive the plot. Uh, and there's no real, like, I think, payoff for it other than, like, to make it prove that Sephiroth is a real big baddie. Uh-huh. The, the
2: payoff is totally retrofitted to the dead. It's like, okay, they—well, first of all, they decided to kill her before they even knew what the story of the game was. And I think that's bad writing right there. Mm-hmm. Because, you know— you, you get, They
0: were Tifa stands from the beginning. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Team Yuffie team I, I don't i don't know i think if uh, it's just and it she does her dying does theoretically contribute to the plot in the sense that in the end she it's implied that she used her, that her ghost saved the world Mm-hmm. Um, by controlling the live stream to stop Meteor. But that's not even state explicit. That's implied. And that's totally arbitrary because anything could have stopped Meteor. It, it, They chose it to be a magic rock in her hair. It could have been a magic right. rock at the bottom of the ocean. It could have been a magic tree. It's like, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. this, that was totally people like, you can't make her live because that would make them the magic rock yeah. wouldn't work. Like, no, they just pulled the magic rock yeah. out of their ass. It can be anything. This is a
0: fantasy universe. Any of these things could have been anything, you the, know? Yeah, they, of they, course they, they could have.
2: Yeah, they act like, like, that, like the rest of the story would have to... Could not be adjusted mm-hmm. Of course it could But I'm not saying It should It is what it is it's, I don't like it It hurt my feelings It still hurts me But it is what it is <laughs> We have to accept it
0: I think you were telling me You were planning on Going to that concert um, Maybe dresses. as Eris giving gonna, out flowers I'm gonna
2: wear A pink shirt um, <laughs> Oh yeah And I don't know it, it, We'll see if, we, if It goes further than that <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The co-director Of the remake uh, Recently wore a pink shirt To a press event And said he wore it Because she was His favorite character Oh, really? So that's where I got the idea.
0: Who was uh, who else is uh, in the making of that game? Is it the original team or? Well,
2: okay, so you know the Walt Disney of Final Fantasy, uh, mm-hmm. Sakaguchi. He left. Mm-hmm. He resigned in shame after Spirits Within bombed. So, <laughs> I mean, you can't say it's the original team with him gone. right? And then the director is Tetsuya Nomura, the genius who thought that. Um, you know hey let's have uh, Donald and Goofy fighting stuff <laughs> alongside five so I don't Man. who came up with the movie I children which is like hey I got an idea let's um, have a product placement mm-hmm. for a cell phone and have Eris's ghost uh, possess that cell phone
0: <laughs> we gotta do like
2: a
1: like Kingdom a Hearts. Patreon like Kingdom Hearts episode Yeah, I like I, just about plot holes <laughs> yeah I know nothing about that series other than are you is. serious I know that it's like Disney and like Square Enix teams up but have
0: you even played the first one
1: I've not played any oh of them oh my gosh I've just seen screenshots our screen video, our videos of like Donald Duck like confronting <laughs> Sephiroth, being like, I have no idea what the context is for this, but
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know.
1: Me, yeah, I can't do it Donald Duck <laughs> yeah, I mean, in your mind. Visualize it, yeah. <laughs> oh, hock <Sarah>. Thorough, <laughs> yeah. we gotta get. <laughs>
0: So. <laughs> we got I help King Mickey. King Mickey, <laughs> Sephiroth. Oh,
2: oh, thanks, Sora. Oh, thanks, Riku. <laughs>
1: hey, Cloud. What's up? Oh, that's so funny. Uh,
2: it's, yeah, I don't trust people who to handle Final Fantasy VII if they're making stuff like that. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah. Wanna, I don't want to alienate listeners who like this stuff. I just. That's just my feelings. You yeah, know?
1: All, all opinions are welcomed and safe in this, on this podcast. They're yeah. so just not
2: safe from the, the toxic fans who <laughs> will be doxing me and sending me I mean, uh,
0: <laughs> The thing is, me and Zig do not suffer fools. I mean, yeah. we, we are a very nerdy
1: podcast, but if you talk shit at us, you're going to get shit talked about. Yeah, I produce a show called Yo, Is This Racist? <laughs> I get mad racist in my inbox every week. I'm yeah. very used to it. So don't even step to us. I'll I can, tell you that much.
2: I just think everybody, you talk to people play. Final Fantasy Seven. It's like everyone played a different game. Everyone has mm-hmm. their Final Fantasy Seven that they're entitled to, and I don't feel like I should be telling other people their Final Fantasy Seven. Don't tell me mine. You know, let's let's just share each. Let's just share and care. And not- I
0: think a lot of people who are still listening um, share the sentiment. I think they have a deep love of this game just as much as we do. Yeah. Um. Do we want to play? Maybe like another clip. Oh, um, yeah, please. Let's get um, three clips in. Do you want to do the one that you showed us before? Uh, or do you want to do a different
2: one? Okay, let's see here. So this is the scene where Elmira explains how um, she came to be Aeris' adoptive mother. And this is just so powerful to me because it's about the strength of a, sm- of a little fragile woman finding the inner strength to stand up to an evil corporation By herself. Mm -hmm. In the game, uh, quick, quick context here. In the game, the flashback of the game, it shows Shinra coming to take away Eris as a child. And he's like, we're going to take her away. And Eris is like, I don't want you to take me away. And then the flashback ends. And Cloud's like, well, why didn't they take her away? And Elmira's like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So I found that be very uh, lame. So in my version, it goes a little different. So, and and you'll no doubt remember this from the game because it's such an emotional thing with her waiting for the train. This is Elmira, Eris' adoptive mother, explaining how she came to adopt Eris. Cool. No, not her real mother. (sighs) I guess it's been 16 years now. Back then, my husband, he was in the army. They shipped him off to fight that pointless war in Wutai. He was gone for more than a year. But then, I received a letter saying he was coming home. I went to the train station. I sat down and waited. Watching the homecoming soldiers step off the platform, hugging family and friends. I sat down and waited. Until the train was empty until the station was empty. I sat down and I waited. There must have been a mistake in the schedule. He would be there tomorrow. I sat down and I waited. People passing by, trains passing by, the world turning, the sun and stars passing by. But I never moved, not once. I sat down and I waited. Every day at the station. Every day the same thing. Until... <laughs> she was only six years old. Her mother had been shot. I stood up. And I ran. I'm coming. It's okay, sweetie. Her mother's last words were, Take, Take Eris somewhere, somewhere safe. safe. Despite all she'd been through, Eris opened up to me right away. That child loved to talk about everything. Clever little thoughts that popped into her head. Scary memories of men in lab coats hurting her. Stories that made no sense. Speaking to the planet, hearing her mother's voice. I thought it was a child's imagination dealing with trauma. But then, one day she said something else to me. Someone who loves you died. Harris what are you talking about? They were thinking of you when they reached the planet. I felt it. Of course, that was just nonsense. A week later, I got a letter saying my husband was dead. <laughs> and that's how it was. Things weren't always easy, but we had each other, and we were happy. Before he came, the man in the blue suit. It's vital that Eris returns to the company. No, I'm not going back, Alice, no. you're the last of the ancient Cetra. Do you know what that means? It means you're special. You're going to take us somewhere very happy. Don't you want to make people happy? I... am scared. She was clinging to me so tight, I thought her fingernails would draw blood. What's your name? Agent Sung? Tell me, Agent Sung. Do you have a mother? What kind of a question? Do you have a mother? Yes. I'm a very short woman. I had to stand on the tips of my toes just to meet his eye. You don't scare me. I scare you. You will not take her. You will not take her. Do you understand me? So, what happened? They didn't take her until now. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I can't take this anymore. Okay, that's that. Um, (laughs)
0: That was amazing.
2: It's just so, that scene was so powerful for me. This tiny woman standing up to that man just through sheer... Mother love. She she turned. Well, she didn't just. It, it's later revealed that Agent Sung, as is implied in the game, mm-hmm. had uh, he, he's not heartless. Mm-hmm. He, he was moved. It's he was moved by that. But also he was. She says, "You don't scare me. I scare you." Like that, to me, that's so powerful. This little woman. Like there's nothing stronger than you know. Like a mother. With A Child in Danger, that, mm-hmm. I just, I cried, I had tears in my eyes when I, and, you know, anyway, uh, <laughs> if any listeners are, like, are interested in, if, if you're an actor and and you think you would like to be in this, mm-hmm. uh, I, I will be, um, you can contact me and I will contact you back when uh, we're ready to start casting, yeah. and... Um,
0: get involved with this project get we'll put involved. links we'll put all kinds of links all kinds of links yeah. donate money to help this happen <laughs> honestly if you Supposed love the Final Fantasy think, 7 yeah. that much yeah um, Arthur this is one of our favorite episodes and we just got started with this podcast thank <laughs> I, you so much for being yeah, on yeah
2: if anytime you want to talk about Final Fantasy 7 I'm here
0: oh when um, you're when this is done and ready to release we'll have you on again oh,
2: for sure yeah. Yeah, yeah no question if it ever gets done boy that's uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> push and believe yeah gotta believe uh, wow, uh, Brody. Where can people find you if they so wish to find you?
0: Um, you know what? You can just find us at uh, uh, Dark Weave Pod at um, at Dark Weave on Twitter and Instagram, um, and then you'll find us through there. Um, you can also email us uh, if you'd like to. I don't even know. I don't even know. Recommend if you want to get in contact with Arthur, you can email us. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. contact. <laughs> I'm you. just so flabbergasted. Yeah. I'm floored.
2: I got I got some contact info. We could um let's see. Uh, you can email uh, you can my I'll give you my Gmail. Okay, that's like just to sh- you know open kimono here. Okay, <laughs> it's Arthur Maybeck Seven like Final Fantasy Seven mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Cool. Just the Roman numeral seven. I mean, no, not Roman numeral seven. Just Arabic numeral, seven key seven. <laughs> <laughs> what? Not V-I-I, just like little bendy thing seven. Arthur Maybeck. And if you don't know how to spell that, then I'm on Twitter. I have no followers because, I, you know, I just made it for this project. Yeah. It's at Arthur Maybe which is Maybeck with the CK taken off the end. At Arthur maybe. So if you want to get in contact with me for whatever reason, that's how you do it.
1: Great. We'll have those links in the description. Uh, Arthur, thank you so much for coming. This has been one of my favorite episodes, mm-hmm. and I cannot wait uh, to this project uh, comes comes out for real for this real. Is,
2: this is the first time I've ever shared it with anybody outside yeah. of my closet where I've been recording this. So um, <laughs> I'm
0: so glad I ran into you last night.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this has been like a really... Um, you know six months of working Mm -hmm. with like zero feedback and Mm -hmm. just like to to share it with humans is like quite an an experience
1: well thank you for sharing it with us and also Brody thank you for running into him at a party last (laughs) night
2: (laughs) thank you guys so much
1: we'll catch you next time peace
2: dark weeb